Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I think um, uh, I think it's turning around for me, guys. Um, I uh, got the urge to write a new Type Five, and um, I don't want. I don't. I mean, I guess it's gonna happen. I guess maybe I'm gonna get back into doing stage work. You know, doing stand up. I think it's probably a bad idea, though. Um, I like this idea. This is a good idea. Yeah. Um, it started where uh, all great stand-up bits start, which is in the shower, uh, performing in front of a raucous crowd that loves all your jokes. Okay, it's just—it was just the perfect set that I was formulating in my head. Um, so, uh, yeah, um, uh, it started off with me going, "Listen, I don't hate women." I just hate living with them. And then I got like a 30-second applause break. And then I said, this guy, this guy knows what I'm talking about. And he's like, I do. And then I got another like 45-second applause break. And then I high-fived someone. I gave double pistol fingers. And that was like a minute or two. And then I got the light. That was it. I, that's my new tight five. <laughs> I wanted... Uh, I wanted to write about like a combo I had with my ex, which is could you be with someone with different political views? And I'll propose this to you guys, but in my mind, I'm like, I'm like, oh shit, you can make this a bit where it's like the setup is, you know, we have these separate views, but the joke is that not all views are equal, I would say, which is, you know, I'm like, I think I need someone, you know, a little bit on my side. Like, you know, I don't want someone who thinks, like, there's two kinds of camps. There are people who love black people and people who don't really love black people. And I don't want someone in the middle to be like, I love black people some of the time. Like, you can't, no, that camp ain't going to work. Okay, we need one side or the other. And, like, I don't know, I'll propose to you guys, like, are you guys like? How important is that to you? Um, I'd say pretty important. <laughs> I feel like um, I may or may not have married two men that also share yeah. my Cons- Christian conservative views. You know, mm-hmm. but I don't know. That's what I. Because I'm playing with it again. I, uh, you know, getting the urge to either write one-liners, puns. Like, oh, shit, what? Not this part of my life. Would it be worse if they had absolutely no views? Yeah, that's pretty. Would, that's that's probably the worst way to go if they had no. Hey man, what do you? They would. How do you feel about racism? Like I'm indifferent to it. You can't be fucking indifferent. <laughs> to it. See, there's there's the rub. There's the skinny. There's two camps. Okay. <laughs> it can't just be indifferent. Yeah, they say something. To, 
least say something that makes my blood boil. Don't just like. <laughs> yeah, no, this is this is gonna be a terrible lay. You know. I, how do you feel about uh, women in the workplace? Like, I don't care. How do you feel about you know trans people? Like, I'm indifferent to all things that require require a stance. Like, what? How do you feel about Last Airbender versus Naruto or some shit? Like, come on. Which DBZ generation is your favorite? As I, I I have a serious question on this front. Are you saying it's the same thing as like I'm indifferent to the blight of you know what's going on to trans people, or is is that the same thing as those people who are just so like I never think about that kind of stuff? Who cares? Well, are you saying that's the same thing? I don't think so. I think the character we made is that they like insulate themselves so well like they aggressively not aggressively like they intentionally like make themselves like uh, you know uh, ignorant of like stances whereas I think most people who are not like I have no idea what the fuck's going on something about bathrooms you know trans Berkman was out here he was lobbying Saying, saying I can't pay in the bathroom or something? I don't know what the hell's going on. I think most people that just well, like, don't care about on that. On the flip side of that, though, there are the people who feel like they have to make their opinion on every fucking topic like, oh, public. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And those people are just as insufferable as the ones who don't have it. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, it as we say... <laughs> go ahead. As we say into our, pod, our opinions into a podcast. Yeah, as we do. Uh, I hate those people who share their thoughts and views on the it world. Makes God me wanna, damn. It makes me want to bring out a certain word, uh, you know, that we're not going to put out to pasture yet to describe them. Uh, a certain slur I would use to describe theater kids. That's how I would do it. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. That like thes- uh, thespians. Yeah. Thespians. Uh, <laughs> um, just insert. I'm gonna put a five second bleep right here. That's what I'm gonna do. Um, no, no. Uh, I mean, you know, that's. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll write a new Type Five, brand new one, and try and build myself back up because nothing, nothing sounds. Uh, more fun than going to a dimly lit bar um, and doing four minutes of new material and driving two hours up to uh, up to do it. Um, you know, Riverside slash Worst Fans LLC Incorporated, whatever Crumble Coin, Crumble Coin I... Camps. Um, we have we have a really good foot in the music market up in St. Louis. Not gonna lie, with with Tyler's band, with him and Mark uh, making a pretty, you know, pretty pretty big impact up there. And honestly, we're going to have the market cornered on docu-series Cardinal Podcasts pretty soon, I would say, once we get this uh, part two released. So, like, you know, I, I would say they pay more dividends than stand-up comedy. <laughs> So, you can only get so many free waters before they're like, you need to buy a beer. And we've, I don't... Yeah. If I was, like, going to jail for a crime... <laughs> let's, if I was getting put to death for a crime... And a they hate were crime, like, might we add. You're getting put to death for a hate crime. <laughs> and... And they were like, we could either hang you in the town square or you have to do two years of open mic comedy again. I, I think I would take the hanging. 
Yeah. That's how much I like think when I think about it, I'm like, why did I do that to myself for a long time? It's same uh, here. Same here. Which makes me like super apprehensive when I'm like, oh yeah, you got some bits, you got this. I'm like, can't we just like do it on the podcast? Can't we just write it down and share it with Tyler? You know, can we? I'm like, why do you need like that level of validation, man? Like, no one finds you that funny. They just find you unnerving, and that makes them laugh. It's a nervous reaction to laugh at stuff like that. But I don't know. Have you ever seen my stand-up, Josh? I can't even remember. Um, I saw you do it once at an open mic at Laughing Gas. Oh, Christ. I, uh, I think, I think Thor had invited me because he was going up, and then, uh, like, my childhood best friend was also doing Land Away, right? Night. Was it Land Away? Yep. And yeah, he Ryan. stole, uh, that Kyle, he stole a Kyle, uh, Kinane bit, um, Oh, basically. what a turd. He just, like, changed, like, the variables, but it was the exact same bit. I would. Um, so that was fun. They would have me host most of the time the laughing gas one, and I would just go up and hate fuck the crowd. Is all I would do was just hate fuck them. They're like, you have to work clean. It's good practice. I'm be like, uh, not for here, man. Like, when I, when I would go and do mics up in St. Louis, like Funny Bone and Helium, I'd try and work a little bit more clean. Um, but like. That, that no, not not a not a not a comedy mm. club in Cave, not one, <laughs> not a fucking bar mic essentially. You know, it's uh, yeah, yeah. So you probably saw me, probably uh, what was the joke I used to? Do? Um, I used to do this one at Laughing Gas because it only made Thor and Tyler laugh. Um, I was watching, um, I can't remember even the setup to it. I know what the punchline is, um. I was, uh, it was like a Bollywood version of like, um, of, uh, Rush Hour 2. And like, I was joking about how like, who, no one who's ever seen it would have seen this, like this bootleg, like Bollywood version of it. And they'd just be really confused about what Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan look like. And like, I just, I just joked about how I wanted to do that, but then sneak in the movie, come and see which is like this horribly depressing war movie made by like some Soviet filmmaker. Like, ah. And people would be like, what the fuck? It's like, and you're just like, I don't remember Chris Tucker blowing up babies. Like, I don't remember him. I don't remember him. I don't remember Jackie Chan showing up dressed as an SS officer. What the hell's going on? So, and I would do that. I would do that because Tyler and Thor thought it was funny and no one else. They'd be like, what the fuck? fuck is this guy doing I'd be like y'all want to hear larry cable god joke you know santa's fun like uh you know it's an artistic expression that everyone yeah. can do you know and that's the problem well, everyone can do it uh-oh right you were, you, you were king um of those like jeff foxworthy bits where it'd be like you know you might be a redneck but you were doing you might be an incel um oh yeah i did that for you oh <laughs> hold on uh ryan disconnected let me get him back on We're pausing. This is oh, me uh, calling Ryan piece. on the pod. There All right, I'm back. There you are. You're back. You guys didn't pause, right? Just let it run? Is that no. Good? Mine's recording. You're what? Let it rip. Okay, good. Mine, I left it recording. Oh, okay, good. I can still fix it. 
What were you saying? I used to do uh, Jeff Foxworthy bits. Or so, or, I used to do those puns. That's what I used to do. Like Yeah, puns, puns are gay. <laughs> Don't do they puns. They do. Um, oh, my God. Um, Ryan, Ryan, my favorite joke Ryan ever did, no one loved. And uh, it was... Uh, I think, I think, I think I've told it on the yeah. pod Have you told already? it? Oh, damn. Yeah. What was the other one you did? <laughs> this is the one I booked you for a show... And you came down. You told a fifteen-minute getting pussy joke that fucking floored. Like you did it. You did it. Um, one, we were drunk, and two, like I think last second, I said, "Hey, could you headline this guy backed out?" And you're like, "Oh shit!" I'm like, "Okay." And so you just milked like five, ten, fifteen minutes out of be like. So anyway, guys, you're eating pussy, and this happens. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was like the only time I did that bit. It was just like a one time at You did it at your show. You did it one other time at Heavy Anchor. Um, uh, but you did not go so fucking ham. Um, which is really kind of you to fly out from Connecticut and do that to do shows out here in St. Louis. You used to pay me to come to Cape Girardeau from Connecticut. I did. I used to fly into the, the, the Cape Girardeau airport. Just the gas mileage. I would With my pay. two husbands and my dog. Two husbands and, and his dog. <laughs> it was a lap dog, of course, right? It was a lap dog. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I could afford it because I'm a very rich person from Connecticut. He's very rich, just, folks. It's... That's why he doesn't do stand-up anymore. He picked a profession oh, that yeah. actually pays. Podcasting. Yep. It's a good segue into uh, shouting out our guys. We kind of waited to the last minute on our last episode. Oh yeah, I did. Uh, Patreon, Tyler, what up? Thanks for the support, as always. Tyler is Bravo. constantly keeping Nick on suicide watch whenever Paul DeYoung does well. So thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> which has been a lot lately. Which has been a lot. Yeah, it's like he's good. Um, <laughs> I accidentally got his name wrong. I got Tyler's brother's name wrong. It's Nick. And I called him Alex because I'm fucking brain dead. So, Nick, yeah. you're double Crumble Coin champ uh, of the week. So, uh, bravo. Uh, you're, you know, you're there. Bravo, we, we got a game. You. We got a game sometime, my boy. Bravo, Tyler. You got a, got a game with us, dude. We love you. Uh, but, uh, Nick, you're Crumble Coin player of the week, dude. So give it up for Nick. Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, Ryan proposes uh, as a little structure, and I think this is a good time to start kind of experimenting on who our Crumble Coin Players of the Week are. And this one's like impromptu, but I think we should do it for every episode. That's what you suggest, Ryan. And we all make it a bit. We all have a chunk, and then adds a little more structure. And I like the idea of us individually doing it. So I know everyone's on the spot. Giving out a okay. crumble awards. Yeah. What, Ryan? Okay. You have a big old, big old, definitely real money, big old crumble coin. Who's your Who's your champ of the week, man? My crumble coin player of the week is a hero, <laughs> um, uh, a person we all know and love, and uh, you see him all the time on the internet. Um, it is Zach Hample this week. Zach, Zach Hample is your crumble coin <laughs> no player one hates of the that week. Guy. Yeah. No, he was he was 
you know, he was a hero enough to uh, take a Cedric Mullins home run ball um, from uh, the Mullins man, the Mullins guy. I can't remember his name. Oh, AJ Rodriguez, little man. Yeah, he would not give Cedric Mullins home run. Oh, God. To that guy, like what an what, what an you know asshole. what a hero, yeah. what a no, hero, what a hero. Yeah, sorry, uh, people were calling him an asshole, but I think, I think I know why you gave it to him because nothing is more heroic than taking something and holding on to it because it's rightfully yours. That's what, that's what's so heroic about it. It is, it is, it is the American. It's the American spirit. I would say. That's yeah. That's what's beautiful. <laughs> fuck them, pe- fuck them, other people, which is what we all uh, the motto we need to live by, you know. That is- so that's my that's my player of the week. Zach Hample, you're mm. being mistreated by all these minor league teams. Um, you know, we just hope. Uh, you know, we just we just hope they see the error of their ways, and that you know you shouldn't have given that guy that home run ball. Everybody loves Cedric Mullins. What's so fucking unique about him, right? All right, Josh, do you have a crumble champ? Um, I do, and it's actually a two-parter. Um, mm. And it is our none other than Wilson Contreras and Max Muncy. Uh, Max Muncy yes. uh, got mad because Wilson Contreras was bullying cops <laughs> and, um, and i and i love that so uh, but between the two of them they are equal uh, crumble coin champs of the week yes i saw that max muncie he of uh yelling at madison bumgarner go get the ball out of the water that guy um it was a rough one for the dodgers uh they lost a game last night on a called strike three that was probably about an inch inch and a half off the plate like you know, completely missed it. Um, it's funny because Paul Emmel, um, the ump who called that game yesterday, had like two back. He had two. He he's old and he literally had his legs rebuilt, and so being behind home plate is probably probably physically painful for him. But he called a great game. It was like ninety-seven percent by ump scorecards, and he missed two pitches. Uh, two of his four pitches that he missed, uh, sorry, came in the ninth when Gallegos got a 3-1 call against Will Smith and then that strike three to end it on old on old Mookie. And then today we had Nick Lentz behind the plate, who is normally good, but he fucking, he didn't have it today. And uh, I love that the... You know, I used to be an ump at one time, too, and I love that the, the umps this series took my theory when I was an ump, which is you get paid by the out, not by the run. Hell yeah, bro. Um, so they were just like, let's, <laughs> let's get the fuck out of here. Um, going. Y'all have had enough chances to score. Pussies. Let's go home. Pussies. Um, they had Lentz today, and Muncie got rang up on a fastball at the knees. In the previous pitch, Lentz missed. It was like a curveball. And you could see Wilson say something to Nick Lentz. And apparently it was along the lines of, fucking be better. And uh, he got punched out on that heater at the knees, and then he pointed, said they had been horseshit all series, and uh, got thrown out. So, quick addendum on that before we get to my crumble champ. Um, the umps, we don't we don't know Nick Lentz's scorecard. 
So we'll, we do know the first three. We had Bruce Dreckman in the first one. That's the one Ryan and I went to. Uh, no, sorry, not the first one. We had, no, no. But we were at the one he did. He was 95%. He was, you know, accurate. He was, he was fine. Um, next one we had was Jeremy Rehack in that 16-8 game. Jeremy Rehack's probably the best ball strike caller. He's top five. I would say he was 96% and he favored the cards by 0.26 runs. So literally probably one call went against the Dodgers that had like a weighted run expectancy. Um, we then had uh, Paul Emmel, so we all know, and his uh, he was 97%. And the cards got favored by like 0.93. So not a whole lot. And then the day before, we had Chad Fairchild. He's normally pretty good, but he had an average game of 93%. And look at this. He favored the Dodgers by .18. Um, I think the Dodgers thought they were going to roll us. And then, well, they didn't. We took three or four from him, and we lit him the fuck up. I, you know, this is, a, this is a moment where I think we need... Uh... Um, to think Mike the boys in blue. Out. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, no, I think I think Mike Schilt needs to come out and let everybody know that you know you can't beat Midwestern values that involve the nuclear family and those <laughs> LA communist son of a bitches. They Joshua, uh, they got don't you dare it. speak on my behalf. First off, everything you said is 100 percent correct. These LA liberals, <laughs> these libcuck libtards. Fly out here, well, you know, worrying about the climate. Fly out on a jumbo jet. How do you explain that? It's like giving a monkey a wrench and tell him to build the fucking Mona Lisa, I tell you. God damn it. And they come into our town, our Midwestern Haven, and they said, No, sirree, we were jobbed. We were jobbed by our boys in blue. Get the fuck back to L.A. You hear me? <laughs> Go on back to L.A. with your chai teas and your Chinatown. Great food, by the way, and your Hollywood elitism. Leave us Midwestern folks alone so we can vote for Eric Greitens again. I tell you what, this is a pro-Eric Greitens podcast. <laughs> Feel me now. I have to agree with you most nights there, Mike Schilt, but... Um, did you see that the Dodgers, they're, they're calling this the curse of the drag nuns. I've seen that a few times because they banned, um, that group from coming to pride. Oh yeah. I saw that. I forgot. So that's, I saw that a few times oh on Twitter God. and I thought that is goddamn brilliant. Fucking the curse of the drag MLB, nuns. MLB saw all these NHL organizations fucking lose their dick over like Going all out and uh, going all in on Pride Night, and the Dodgers, I guess, the first domino to fall for Major League Baseball teams. What well, was it, Sisters of Indulgence or something like that? And they fucking bent the knee to who Bill Donahue, the head of the Catholic League, of all fucking creatures, that fucking ghoul. Uh, and like, yeah, uh, do, you know, it's uh, I think it's what a trans queer and trans nuns league or something like that. And because of their, like, relationship with it, they, they pulled out. It's basically Pride Night, but out, without the T, essentially. Uh, fuck the Dodgers for that. That's who we should fuck at the end of this podcast. But, and fuck Bill Donahue. But, yeah, I hope the Dodgers lose. 
forever. I hope something comes out. Clayton Kershaw doesn't become a Hall of Famer because of this. Eat my whole ass, L.A. Stupid city. That really escalated. I'm so sorry. Now, I really... Yeah. I was doing satirical Mike Schilt. But that, folks, was very... <laughs> that was very real Tom Cook right there. That was very real. Okay. That was awesome. Give me some skin. Give me some skin, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> Film me, player. Crank up Radio Raheem. Anyway. Uh, Tom, we never got your crumble. I am. Crumble I got player. my crumble here. It is the uh, minor leaguer who hit a bomb off of Trevor Bauer. <laughs> <laughs> or Japanese. Uh, Japanese player, the Japanese right? league minor leaguer. Not a not. Oh, yeah, know, yeah. stateside here. Yeah. <laughs> <This> uh, is... <laughs> uh, Trevor Bauer, uh, sexual predator, creepy, weird, libertarian, dickless virgin guy. Well, not virgin, but that's for another Anyway. <laughs> he got he got he got relegated to the minors in Japan because one he pissed off his teammates by doing that fucking stupid samurai thing, and then two he's uh, he's been bad his last couple starts, so they sent him down the Japanese minor league. And Japanese minor league fields guys are like a small town high school field. The whole entire infield is dirt. That was the first thing that leapt out to me. I'm like, he's really down in the fucking sticks, man. And uh, he got an outside fastball pulled for a moonshot into left field. I was like, oh, my God. Fucking melt this down into heroin and shoot it into my veins. That is the bam, bam I want to I wanna have. Bauer rebounded, punched out 10. That was the only run he gave up. Who gives a shit? Uh, that he gave up a bomb to a minor leaguer. And, folks, he's my crumble, uh, crumble coin champ. No, sorry. Uh, he's the guy giving the crumble coin to the real crumble coin champ. Um I've come around. We should sign Trevor Bauer, hear me out, and send him to the minors. We should DFA him. No one's going to pick him up. He should go to the minors. He should report to Memphis and just have all these prospects light him the fuck up down there. I think that is (laughs) – I think – hey, he's not going to jail, okay? He's not going to jail, folks. But, but I think a a righteous punishment, okay – a, 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 the closest thing we should get, to, we will ever get to real justice, is that he continues playing in media or in obscurity. And what better way than to bring him back and have him face the Iowa Cubs and give up five runs? I think that's beautiful. I think that's beautiful. The Omaha Royals. He goes to the Durham Bulls with their goofy ass, stupid left field wall, and he gives up a tank. Put him on a different team. He should be back in the majors, pitching in the minors. Jordan Walker should hit one right up the middle that breaks his kneecap, and they don't put him on the aisle. They make him pitch through it. Like, they wheel, they wheel him out. They have, he has a shitty cast. They kick him on the mound. They say, you're going to tough it out, all right? You're going to do this. And he, every single day, they make him throw every day. That's what I want. I want minor, <laughs> I want Tugston Armo Doyle uh, coming out and, uh, you know, having Trevor Bauer literally pitch himself to death. That would be perfect, and only in the minors. Mo. Get on it, man. Triple <laughs> A needs what? some depth. We have Libertor now, okay? We could take it one step further. He, he, every American gets to hit a bomb off of him. He just has to stand <laughs> in the mound. No, yeah, and he can't stop and go back to his normal life until every American hits a bomb off of him. Yeah. And so he's just... 340 million of us. Fucking, yeah, dude, just 
wheeling out motherfuckers that are never. It's perfect. It's perfect. It's me and me and <laughs> us, us instead of the Hornsby challenge. You know, we have we Trevor. We're just sorry, Trevor. We keep topping the ball. We don't. We don't. We don't quite have the strength to, to pull at 330. We're not Japanese minor leaguers that can pull your heat, man. So you're just going to keep throwing until we eventually get one. What is the what is the Greek uh, mytho- uh, mythology figure that rolls a hill up a mountain? Or hill, god damn it. Rock, a boulder up a mountain. And then every time he gets to the top, it rolls back down. And it's just, it's just per- uh, perpetuity. He just keeps doing it. And he's like barred to doing that his whole existence. Like that's what we should do. Isn't that who is it, Ryan? I'm gonna look that real quick so I don't like an idiot. Okay, okay, here I bet I can do a Greek mythology. Fucking rolls rock. Sisyphus. That's Sis- right. Yeah, yeah, syphilis. All right, we do that to Trevor Bauer <laughs> and give him syphilis. It'd be perfect. Jesus. I like to see if, like, Trevor Bauer maybe goes even more abroad and goes to, like, Bangladesh and gets really good at, like, cricket. I think that would be fun. That would be, um, yeah. If he just completely reinvents himself in a different sport. Um, bowling? He becomes, he becomes bowling. huge. <laughs> <laughs> he gets really good at bowling. Everyone just showing up to scream, Fuck you, dude! <laughs> you suck, Trevor! <laughs> Oh, man. That's awesome. Cat scared because I got really heated talking about Los Angeles. Um, Let's talk about good oh, man. good things, though. That's our Folks, that's our Crumble Coin Champs of the Week. There we go. Good job. Good job we have structure now. I, yeah. I want to cut in with a little basketball tonight. Josh, your Celtics are just getting... Dude. I don't want Ran out of the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, oh, man. They're quivering Oof. more than my asshole at the moment. It's incredible. Man. Um, yeah. Listen to the Miami Fuck. Heat. Aren't they the ones that donated yeah. all that money to Israel? The Miami Heat? Oh, Josh. What's the score? Hey, I turned it off earlier. They're uh, about to be down by 30. Yeah, yeah. yeah 56-83. Uh, you know what? Such is life. That's my catchphrase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when those Israeli soldiers that came out, they killed like a Palestinian kid. Miami Heat. I'm looking at it right now. So that was cool. Josh, your team's losing the, to the to the Miami Heat, man. The great, yeah, but the greatest they, force. They're also evil. from Boston, so they would have done the same thing. Just called them the N word. Man, dude, that sucks. I mean, you know. I mean, hockey's still going on. The Blues didn't even make the playoffs. I mean, they might turn around. How many 3-0 deficits have uh, have been vanquished in the in NBA history? NBA yeah, 3-0 comebacks. If ever. I don't think any in the conference finals have ever happened. I thought there was one. LeBron beat a 3-1 deficit. He beat a 3-1. NBA. Against... Portland Trailblazers against. Oh, sorry. No team Dallas has Mavericks ever turned around it. In 03. Dallas Mavericks beating the Trailblazers in 03. It is super rare in the NBA. Not as rare as MLB. You know what? It's fine. We're going to get some pressure cookers all aboard the uh, Miami Heat plane. Oh! Yeah. And we're going to have a weird Marshall situation. And 
that's how we win the series. Operation so Sticks and um, Stones. Okay, I see. <laughs> yes, terrorism is, is how we get a championship. <laughs> They're going to call on to their uh, to their gods and brothers because we all know Boston mm-hmm. is the city of Boston in general, but the Celtics organization very based. They support they support Palestinian autonomy. They're going to call and uh, they're going to Hey, they're coming back. Josh, when you know they're coming back, man. So. Well, you know, that's the thing with Irish people. You know, what what England's done to the Irish is no different than what Israel's done to Palestine. Mm-hmm. So, you yeah. know, game recognized game. Game recognized game. Solidarity. <laughs> Are you saying Palestine, Palestine is down 0-3 right now? Is that what you're <laughs> <laughs> They're not even allowed to play the sport. <laughs> Bro! Bro, and, and uh, fucking Benjamin Netanyahu's out of the lineup, and they're still getting smoked. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about baseball. Though. This is a baseball podcast, I think. Um, yeah. Uh, let's go with uh, Cardinals. Cardinals won today. Shit. I don't, I don't fucking know. They won. Um, three or four, baby. Let's celebrate. Hell yeah. Three or four from the Dodgers, as we all know, and made the tiniest, angriest little gnome in Max Muncie very upset um, that his catcher obviously can't talk shit to the umpires quite as well as Wilson Contreras. Wilson Contreras is pissing off everyone. I love it. He would die for this team. Yeah? Piss. Yeah. He fucked with you know, Kenley Jansen. Now he's fucked with uh, Maximilian Amunsi. It's great. I'm I'm digging it. We've won what eleven of thirteen, or eleven of fourteen. We started off what ten and twenty four. We're now what twenty one twenty seven. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys think we're five hundred by the time we come back next week? A week from today. Oh, I think. I think you know there's, there's a shot. Two games back. Yeah, no, I don't think we'll be 500. There's going to be, like, some kind of swoon, right? Like, where a team, you know how it is, like, a team, you know, we're going to drop, you know, two or three, then win three, drop another two, and then win three, you know, something like that. We're going to have some kind of, something happen with that. I mean, we have the Reds coming up in Cincinnati. So, we have a red-hot offense. We have, like, an 865 OPS during this stretch, which is highest in the league. Um, we're scoring with runners on. It's been very good. So I guess like the start of the season, that 10 and 24 run was just everything bad happening simultaneously. And now, you know, things are, you know, usually bolstered on one end or the other. Um, but you got yeah. four against the Reds. You got three against Cleveland. You got two with the Royals and then three against the Pirates. And if we don't win at least three of those series, I would – consider that a huge letdown like but hey maybe yeah are you talking about like are we going to be 500 by next sunday is that what you're thinking that's i'm i was just asking that question hmm. we have we can only lose one game between now and then right i give us, make us 500 i can see it maybe by the end of the month like i could see us three or four from the reds we should take the sweep against kc so I can see that's five wins, maybe going. Even if we lose the series against the Guardians, like what going six and three, you know? I think it's a yeah, it's a nine game run. 
six and three that put us at that put us at three under i say we'll be close to 500 by the start of june i think we'll be three games or less that's what i'm thinking yeah yeah i think by june if we continue this playing like we are well we've been under 500 june. in june before and recovered but it was just you know it, but the deficit we had was looked insurmountable a Three weeks ago. You know what I mean? It did. And now this is looking a little more... Which, you know, let's talk about that deficit, okay? Worst one in 50 years. As we know, we've talked about it compared to the 73 team. Um, let's talk about some real crumble champs, okay? Um, because uh, let's start with Nolan Arenado. He's got like a one dot. And, you know, he hit a home run in that loss to the Tigers. But, I mean, so he had... A, that's when he honestly got a swing back, it seemed. Um, Nolan has been he has been who he's been Nolan. He's been that dude. And you know, I maybe like the amount of struggles that we had early on were because he was struggling himself. But Nolan is definitely back. I hate to do it to him. I hate to do this to Nick. But Paul DeYoung, guys. Man, and Kisner. Uh, I'm happy. I'm happy it's happening. Fucking Kisner. It could go away tomorrow, but he's he is he has been lights out Trade so far. Value, baby. Trade value. Unlike Nick, we're happy when our players <laughs> do well. Um, <laughs> we we'd rather not just see them be bad to make a point. <laughs> so before you came over the other night, we're watching the game on the TV, and DeYoung's up. And Nick's like, I hope he fucking strikes out. I'm like, what? Dude, we are we need a run. Like we <laughs> DeYoung is got a two fifty five average in May, but he's got a five forty five slugging to go with a three fifty nine on base percentage. And I think one one facet of his game that he was looking to improve that he has is the ability to draw walks. Um, and I think Paulie's done a very competent job uh, uh, of that. Um, you know, even for this month, he's got a OPS over 900. He's been, it's he's back. It feels like. I mean, I'm I, again. You know, we're a hundred. We're a hundred plate. He's coming up on a hundred plate appearances. You know, this could obviously you know revert back to the old young, but his swing looks good. I don't have any. I don't. I don't. Feel like I don't feel any dread when he hits now. I'm not sure if you guys feel the same, but I don't. I don't feel any dread yeah. when he's up at the dish. Well, and like okay, with a guy like him who's been in the league for years now, it's not like he's a rookie who had some lightning in a bottle when they first got called up, and then you know I had some struggles. Mm -hmm. That just means the league kind of got the book on you, right? Like there's been more film. They were able to redo you know your whole kind of approach at the plate yeah to where like yeah this was bound to happen but this because you know he's been in the league for forever so yeah the fact that he is improving says that maybe like the work he did in the offseason well might have actually been beneficial <laughs> he also had that unwillingness to change his swing like i think it was yeah, a year he was or two ago doing his own research he was doing his own research like nolan like like Mr. Gold, like Goldie, you know, and folks, it just goes to show you that uh, sometimes doing your own research doesn't quite pay out, and you should get the fucking shot. Um, yeah. Well, they've they've also shown either either 
I can't remember where I saw it, like during the broadcast or on Twitter, and like he's he's not picking as long as stride, um, but he's he used to pick his toe way up and then stride. He's not striding yeah, he as had a much. Kick. Like you can see yeah. it. Yeah, you can see like a big difference in his swing too. Like it's getting that foot down. And I, I think, think he's. It gets, I, it gets him to get his bat in the zone quicker. And I think that's. Yeah, and I think they could show that his hips are opening up way more too. But that's compared to what they were. You're a hips man. You're you're. You know a thing. Gotta get those hips, man. I got the, gotta look, look. That's for the guy with the husbands. I gotta know them. Hips. Now, Ryan, <laughs> as a as a student of uh, Paul de Young's hips, do they ever lie? Are are they honest hips or do they? Uh, Have you ever felt fib? They, they. The hips never lie. Um, you mm. can always. Um, you know. PDJ, PDJ, uh, they never lie. If I PDNJ. Ooh, God, that sounds hot. I like it. I like it, baby. Candy cane. Um, we also had... <laughs> <laughs> that makes me laugh every time. Candy. That fucking... Candy cane. <laughs> your, candy your, cane. Your tail light is out, candy cane. Your tail light is out. <laughs> Will kill me some clickers. Um, guys, the other unsung hero um, had a big series. It's Oscar Mauricio Mercado. Dude, holy shit! Fucking coming in hot. This is this is the new Devil Magic player. This is the new Devil Magic you player. Know, yeah, like, touch. This touched is by the. Shane. Like for thirty days, he's gonna be the greatest be player. Hart. Yeah, and I then he'll fizzle out. I see some Jeremy Hazel Baker and Adrian Chambers in, in this guy right here. <laughs> uh. So, <laughs> Mercado had two stolen bags. He drove in five today. He went fucking eight for eleven, or sorry, six for eleven in this series against the Dodgers. Um, he got two RBI knocks off of Hall of Famer Clayton Kershaw, who looked more like Hall of Lamer Clayton Midshaw. Am I Ooh. fucking right? Guys, I'm destined to get oh. back on stage, all right? I'm destined to get back on stage. Um, he scored three runs in the series against the Dodgers. He, he, Our number nine hitter saved the day. Um, I don't know how sustainable it is. But what an interesting problem we now have back in the outfield. Now that it seems that Oscar Mercado is that motherfucking dude. Um, maybe maybe Cleveland will want him again. Maybe they'll want him you know, again. They'll see this and they'll be like, "Yeah, we'll give you Shane Bieber for yeah." We just we we whiffed on him and now we want we want the new version. You know, it's cool to see Oscar <laughs> have that because he had like that really fine rookie season with Cleveland. And then just tanked. And it's good to see him get back to the majors and to be productive. Like, because, you know, you like with any baseball player, you want them to be good so they can get their bag. So, you know, again, it's five games. Maybe it's lightning, you know, it's flash in the pan type of thing. But I, I hope he sticks, man. You know, or becomes, you know, are we, you, knowing, uh, knowing this front office will keep him and uh, waste all his talent and time as a young person. But, um, I hope he sticks somewhere well, and, and he gets paid. Well, and here's the thing. We have too many whites in the outfield. We need some, some color out there. Jesus first Christ. Foremost. I mean, 
God, Come spoken on. like a Boston Celtics fan. Jesus. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I think it's the opposite of being a Boston Christ. Celtics fan. There's too many whites in the outfit. Did you have to say? Did I, you have Ricardo. to say color? She <laughs> <laughs> could have said diversity. Could have said. You could have said, said a slur. Color. You could have said a we slur. We need more color. <laughs> Jesus God, I uh, you know, I like diversity in the outfield. I will leave it. At that. I support it. Um, I think we need a woman in the outfield. I think we should put actually. a woman. In it. I think we need. We should put. We should put a woman of color in the outfield, right? Uh, yeah. POC. Who's that one bitch in the Little League World Series a few years ago? Who was pitching? Let's get her starting and what's that bitch up to these days? Mo- Monet was it Monet Davis? So hard. Yeah. Name? Is this Josh or his <laughs> fucking ruptured asshole talking right now? <laughs> We're gonna start Cat Black in the outfield today. Cat Black, she's going out there, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Contra points will be will be will be towing the rubber. Contra points. Natalie win everyone. Um, like everything ContraPoints, um, her, it's taken her eight months to get here to make this start. Good job. Good job, Contra. That's what we need. Listen. There are other, I mean, there are other trans marginalized voices out there, and, uh, it would be nice if I could pick ones that, you know, weren't on YouTube. I really should leave my house, house more. That's what it is. So. Mm. Mm. Ryan, how, how, how do you improve the team? How do you make this team more woke, Ryan? The woke mind virus. George sounds like George Soros is funding this team. How do we make it more woke? Yeah. Um, I think Wednesdays, it should be H night. H. Where you just, it's an O. Yeah. yeah. You said age. Where you can just... H, as in you open, open, open drug use on Wednesday nights. (laughs) Fred Bird is nodding off in the left field bleachers. First fans to wake him up get free tickets to tomorrow's game, as well as a speedball. Tonight's promotional giveaway, hypodermic needles. We're giving all a, of your H needs. We're giving away hypodermic needles and a copy of Infinite Jest, everyone. Heroin night. <laughs> Heroin night at the ballpark. Instead of a, instead of a t-shirt can, they're just shooting out Narcan <laughs> to everybody. <laughs> Coincides with cop night tomorrow at the ballpark. We're having cops here. So leave that fentanyl. I'm, I'm just imagining the yeah the like like the three hat game. It's like just a little baggie of fentanyl, and you're having to guess which one. <laughs> like, no, no, it's a dragon. It's a dragon we're chasing. That's all. Oh. Just plays the dragon chasing game on the jumbotron while everyone's fucking nodding off and passing out and convulsing. That's all. <laughs> the bats they use in a game are giant needles. Is all this. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, instead of the kiss cam, they just start showing footage of the show Euphoria. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, Sydney, Sydney, sweetie, she's so hot. I'm fucking, uh, uh, I'm just fucking fall. Oh God, I'm sick Does anyone score? I hate hockey. That's what happened. <laughs> we should do some heroin to make this bit even more authentic. Mm. 
What's the hardest? Morphine's close enough. What's the hardest? What's the hardest drug you ever done, Ryan? Was it? Um, was it chocolate was milk? Was it pussy? <laughs> <laughs> pussy. We're a we're an incel podcast. Remember, we hate pussy. We we're scared of mm-hmm. we're scared of girls. Okay. Um, <laughs> I did acid. Acid's cool. Josh, what's the hardest shit you've ever done? Nah, morphine, I guess, in the hospital. Oh yeah, you did. So, like yeah. a fucking, like a fucking sailor coming back from Okinawa. They got you hooked on that. They got you hooked on that opium. They got you hooked on mm-hmm. the. They got you hooked on the smack boy. You saw a lot of things there in Okinawa. Things you want to forget. Luckily, it's actually why my uh, luckily Doctor luckily Doctor Feelgood is here to <laughs> inject some of this fine, fine smackadoo, this Texas tar into that ruptured anus of yours. <laughs> <laughs> How did he rupture his? No, the beanbag chairs. Yeah, the beanbag chairs, the opium dens I've been hanging yeah. out in. Uh, Tojo stormed in while he was getting ripped on some opium and they bayoneted him into his fine sphincter. (laughs) Boy hasn't been able to shit straight since. No more double tapered dumps from him. He's in complete agony and he's under my care. And as my patient, he will be high as fuck all the time. Isn't that right, Joshua? For some reason, I'm going to refer to you as a dog now. Isn't that right, little Josh? Give me more. Give me more. Give me more of the morphine. Okay, here you go. Here you go. (laughs) Yeah. Well, hey, at least least this time when I'm getting morphine, I'm not crying and saying how much I'm a fucking loser in front of my parents. (laughs) God. I'm a fucking, I'm a fucking, fucking, fucking Philip Seymour Hoffman from Buggy Nights. I'm a fucking idiot. I'm a fucking idiot. I'm a fucking loser. My asshole don't work. I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> well, uh, more baseball, though. We got a... That was a bad segue. Um, Jack Flaherty back. looked good until the last inning. Until the fifth. He should have been out of that inning. Yeah, Lynn Smith's that one. He got a Although, bad... But. Although Contreras, folks, caught that ball like shit. He caught it like shit. But he is fighting for his guy, and he's getting some of those calls back. But just understand, yeah, that call is might go the other way if that ball wasn't caught so bad. You still get that call right, but you, umpires totally rely on having a good catcher. It's I hate to say they they need a good catcher. Otherwise, they're they're gonna call anything. It's fucking terrible. You gotta have a good catcher behind there, uh, which Wilson's fine, but you know he you know, doesn't frame well sometimes. Doesn't yeah. receive pitch as well. But anyway, I hear there he should have been out of that inning. Uh, I was hoping that he would have got out and started a six. He didn't complete five. Then uh, fireman Drew Drew Verhagen came in and put it out. Let me escape. Balked a run in though. Balked a run in. I got so mad. He did a fucking. Uh, <laughs> he did a. He did double set. That's what he did. So uh, for those listening who want to learn something, um, it's not. You can turn your shoulders uh, when you're in the stretch. You can turn your shoulders when you make a motion that you're coming back to set, and you stop that motion, and then reset yourself, or you just stop. It's, you just that's that's illegal. Can't do that. And Drew did it. 
So that is actually, you know, this don't even hurt. Like balking in a run is like some shit we would have done in April. Like, and that would have drove me nuts. But no, it's like we're fucked. And it would have lost us. That would have lost us like, the game. Is what it would have done. It would have lost us the game. Yeah. It would have resulted in one of the players' wives being killed. It would have been something and, crazy like that. And that's again going back to all the Dodgers fans bitching about the strike call last night. Yeah. Or on Saturday night, it's like awesome. That was our entire April. That was Everything every night. Going and we're like, us, yeah. And you yeah. motherfuckers got gifted so, bases loaded with that missed call. Like, I don't know. It's like, unless yeah. things are like really egregious, like, I don't. It, yeah, so what? A strike, a, a ball got called a strike, strike got called a ball. And like, I usually roll my eyes when I see like our fans get really, really heated about it. I'm like, chill, chill out. There are a million other things in a baseball game that matter. Like, if it compounds, obviously, sure. But. Like, he should have been out of the inning. Yeah, and then he should have got the next guy. And then he shouldn't have walked the bases loaded. And Verhagen shouldn't have walked. Like, don't... While, yeah. while, while addressing that that call was missed, don't rob the players from their own autonomy. And I feel like... I feel like it's like a form of, like... It's very... Uh, it's, it's like a form of, like, paternalism. I just, like... Yeah, he should have been out, but also he's a fucking professional baseball player. He needs to get that next guy is still his man. This shit happens. All right, we don't have robots, so grow a fucking sack and get him out. Yeah. Anyway. What do you think the next? So we we do plays under review. Do the robots get slowly worked in by doing like you can challenge a strike call? I think that's where it's going. They so the guys who make TrackMan and ABS, um, they haven't really released any public data about how accurate the robot is. The only thing I could find was a really long form blog on the Ringer, which suggests that they still miss calls. It's just that human umpires get calls on the edges right about 88, 89 percent of the time. And they suggested that ABS is getting those right at about 94, 95% of the time. So they, they said it's like a six, no, sorry, 93, 94%. They said it's like a, a five to six point uh, improvement. So, like, missed calls are still going to happen. Which one? Like, it's going to happen. So uh, we'll, we'll yeah, see I would how. I'd say five or six percent. That's not splitting hairs either. Like that's that's substantial. Well, you know. it's still gonna be good. Like aggregate, it's still gonna be good. Keep in mind, like um, we're talking about uh, the computer performing. You know, going from like a human up. You know, it's a difference between performing like um, who's like very average, um, very like Scott Barry, Phil Cuzzy, going from Phil Cuzzy. So now you have a system that behaves way more like Pat Hoberg. That's what you get. Um, I just hope everyone's ready for a lot of odd shit um, to come from it. Because, you know, there's plenty of videos of it when it was test ran in the Atlantic League of it getting some shit wrong. But, you know, if it's better, it's better. But, you know, I I just want, you know, people should know it's not going to be perfect. And it doesn't help that the fucking company who makes it won't give us, like, won't really share public information about it. That would be very important. Be like, yeah. 
yeah, here's the scorecard for the computer that day, and this is what it got. Like, it's like the trouble with stack, or uh, not stack has with the pitch challenge system too. The pitch challenge system should be here, okay? But when they ran it, they did it with StatCast. And here's the problem. StatCast will update its coordinates on, on batter strike zones. It's mainly just vertical. It's just knees in the uh, knees in the in the belt. Okay. It will update overnight. Okay. That's why um, if you immediately like after this game, if you went and you pulled up pitch three D, that's what Ump Scorecards uses. And you'll notice some pitches, but let's say he missed 12 pitches, okay? But then up scorecards will say he missed 7 or 8. And then you go back to those same coordinates that you had on those same pitches. We're like, oh, the box changed. Now the box says it was a strike. Now the box says this was correct call. It was a ball. So they, folks, you know, I hate to uh, be tactical or smart. But, you know, as the guys looked into it, I, I hate for... I hate to offset us talking about shooting heroin into Josh's ass or conservative Mike Schilt <laughs> wanting to do a jihad against <laughs> San Francisco. Uh, but, you know, the robots will eventually get there, but it's going to be a lot of growing pains, and I'm probably going to bet it's going to be very messy early on when they adopt it. So, they, uh, yeah, I mean... There'll be like a new MLB commercial instead of like there are major changes to the you know the bases this year. There'll be a new commercial like now submit to your robot overlord. Yeah, they have Ed two oh nine from RoboCop out there. <laughs> you go out to argue and it just fucking blasts Bod Melvin with like a twenty millimeter cannon. <laughs> That'd be per. No, what we need to do is take the cop. Yeah, it needs to be like RoboCop. Okay, this it does need to be. We need to take. The umpires that we have now, um, kill them, you and have Red from that '70s show do it, uh, and then turn them into cyborgs is what we need to do. It's, it's like, uh, you know, it's 50% man, 50% robot, 100% cop. That's how we do it. We need to, we need to blast away Phil, the Phil Cuzzies. We need a we need to turn him into a cyborg, so that way we have the perfect robot home plate umpire. <laughs> it's the only way we do it, folks. It's the only way we do it. It's a, it's my proposal. Um, I mean, might ruin some families, but cops ruin families every single day. Okay, I think turnabout's fair play. All right, Elon Musk should design it. Why isn't Elon, Elon Musk should design the electronic strike zone? They'd be a great idea. <laughs> I don't know. He'd be like, let's just get rid of the strikes then altogether. What Ooh, if all yeah. all balls are strikes? Just swing No, the yeah, the report comes out. It's like, yeah, the electron, uh, Tesla's electronic strike zone performed well today, uh, but for some reason it somehow killed five kids in the stadium. We're not quite sure <laughs> there's a malfunction with that. <laughs> We're not sure how electronic strike zone did it, but we found, you know, fucking from the literally at the belt on the kid down to the hollow of the knees uh deep lacerations that caused him cause him bleed out um i don't i don't know what it is about musk and killing kids this is it's just it's unique i don't know why i don't know why elon musk designs weapons of child warfare um but you know the strikes don't work that's all that matters we'll turn a blind eye to this we'll blame it on some uh, i don't know some gentrified community well that's all we'll do yeah um 
What other what other thing happened? Uh, Jack, blah blah blah. We won the series. My coworker that's transferring to St. Louis uh, Market, she got an apartment at Cardinal One Tower, and uh, the uh, I guess landlords there are fucking assholes. Uh, she's starting to regret it. She's like, I can't have people over unless I write a note and give them permission. They cannot park in the garage. I cannot smoke anything within 500 feet of the complex. Um, mm. If I do any of those oh, things, fuck. it's a $500 fine. I'm like, wow, pretty fucking, pretty fucking lame, huh? DeWitt's- Don't they have like, like patio, like patios outside? You can may be, not be, or not patios, but like balconies. Oh, you can't put anything on the balconies there. That's what she told me. You can't put anything on the balconies. That's a lie, because I see people put stuff on the balconies all the time. When you're you the know, game. I'm thinking. Like you can see people I put. I think they make because she wanted. She mentioned plants, and I think they're probably saying plants. But she's like, they like we can't have ah. fucking shit out here, and I wanted to have a garden. I'm like, man, dude. Yeah, they want it to look uniform because it's on TV all the time. Fifteen hundred dollars a month. Fifteen hundred dollars yeah. a month. Not to uh, you know. And you can't smoke. Not your friend, but you probably should have uh, looked into this before you signed signed the lease there. Yeah. Um. Like that's something they probably tell you before you put your name on the dotted line. Like. All right, Dad. I'm just, I, you know, they should have done, they should have got, they should have got one of those little brick walk up homes. I always used to think they look like shit because they're old homes. I'm like, this is where people do heroin in Josh's ass. They're totally fine. They're, they're beautiful. You remember, remember uh, Compass? You remember her? She had like a three story, like walk up and all that. She let me crash there when I would come up and do shows or for work. A gorgeous building, gorgeous home. Um, yeah. Like uh, when my ex and I came up to St. Louis for vacation, we got an Airbnb off Arsenal. Beautiful, beautiful. And like, you know, if you have the money you want to buy, do that. They sell for a lot. And also, like, just you can rent places like that. Um, I'm not saying you live there or not, Ryan. You clearly lived in Connecticut, but our mutual friends, the apartment off Jefferson, very nice. It's a great apartment. I saw pictures yeah, of it. I saw pictures. I, uh, you know, did like a live stream. I put you on my chest, and you were like, "Ah, oh, mm-hmm. I'm next to Tom's heart, where I've always, where I've always belonged." I almost became Ryan's third husband, but uh, mm. I made an oath to God. So, Tom, Tom, you give me more of like concubine vibes. Like you're just kind of like the cum slut of Ryan. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Like I'm a cuck. Like I'm Ryan's cuck. No, you're a cum slut. Like, you're just a cum dumpster, basically, for Ryan. Oh. Like, he doesn't have any emotional attachment to you. You're just you're just an object. Well, you know, um... <laughs> you and your old face. Me and my old, <laughs> old, old face. <laughs> yes, an old face. Um, no, I think Ryan and I, uh, sexual tension that we have, I think, you know, I think it's mutual, but, you know, we, we decided to go other ways. He wanted to... Go live in Hartford uh, with two gay guys named uh, Randy and Gary. And, um, you know, I wanted to stay here in beautiful Cape Girardeau where um, where it's always hot. And when the sun shines, it shines a little too much. 
where you only live with one man, and his asshole and his doesn't asshole work. don't like, work. I'm not getting any mileage that? out of him, Josh. <laughs> We're taking. I hope the mechanic that works on that ass, he really, really does a good job. Okay. Uh, Dr. Samuel Reinhardt will do a very More good like job. Doc, He's a very nice man. Dr. Samuel Reinhardt, am I right, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah. I'm back, baby. I'm getting on stage. I wrote these. I wrote this band's music. Anyway, hey, Biscuit. <laughs> that old bit. I love that bit. Biscuit, I love you. <sighs> All right. Who, who, who we, we fucking? Fuck? Who we fucking? Who we fucking? Fuck, fuck the Dodgers. Fuck the Dodgers. Fuck the Dodgers. Fuck Bill Donahue. Fuck the Dodgers and the Dodgers front office for came into Bill Donahue. Ruining the pride night. Motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah, that's who we fucking. We love you all. Uh, yeah, fuck the Dodgers. Uh, Doctor family. <laughs> <laughs>